Straight Talk with Kathy, your go-to source for health and wellness discussions from one of our country's leading motivational speakers, Kathy Robinson Pickett. And now, without further delay, here's Straight Talk with Kathy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. I'm Kathy Robinson Pickett, your host, and I'm a woman with something to say. And today's show is going to be one of the most important shows we've ever done. As you all know, October kicks off National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and today we're actually going to be talking more about bullying and what we can do. Obviously, we've had so much in the news lately of tragic stories of things going really wrong. And so I've got a couple of people in the studio with me today that are going to give you some advice and talk to you about their life experiences. Hey guys, good to be back. This is Lee Steele. Hello, my name is James Tate. I'm 20 years old. I live in Winter Haven. And I'm Patrick Sears. First time on the show, I'm 21. And so we're going to start with Patrick kind of telling you guys just a little bit about himself and some of the issues he's faced, and we're just going to kind of go from there. So, Patrick, I'm really glad both of you guys are here today, and um, it's, it's nice that you feel like you can come out and tell your story. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Kathy. Um, my experience pretty much started whenever I was 13. Um, I ended up coming out um, to my family and to my friends. Um, I was in middle school at Kathleen Middle School. Um, and that's in rural Central yes, Florida. Yes, very country, very backwoods, not very accepting to what I had to say. <laughs> um, I ended up coming out. Um, things were extremely difficult at first. Um, I mean, I had people picking on me. I had people knocking stuff out my hands. So did you really come out or did people come out for you? Was it because of your statue? Because you're, you're kind of small and... I imagine at 13 you were... A lot smaller, were yes. Lanky. You're tall and lanky, so sometimes that's a fem- perceived to be a feminine trait. Right. Um, so were people were people pushing that button, or did you people did, come out before they pushed that button? Um, people did push the button. That's what, that's what originally dragged me out of the closet, kind of, the way I put it. Um, and it was just... People started just realizing that just different attributes that I had, just the way I walked, the way I talked, the way, you know, I did my hair, the way, what clothes I wear, anything. Um, they would try to pinpoint things on me, and it was just really tough whenever, it fir- whenever I first it did come out about it. How were your parents? Um, mom was, I'm not going to have a gay son, I'm not going to be involved in this, um, you know, you need to go to church, you need to go to counseling, you need to do this, you need to do that. Um, she wasn't too accepting of it at first. So did you try to do all those things? Um, yes, I had went to countless therapy sessions. I had went to countless churches. I had spoke to everybody that my mom could find in the phone book or anywhere in the world that um, could maybe try to change my mind on the aspect of my life. And there was just no possible way to change it. And I knew that at a young age. But outwardly, were you trying to fake it? Um, at the beginning, yes. At the beginning, yes. But after, after it all started coming out and everybody just pretty much started calling me, calling me out on it, I... Um, just came out loud and proud with it. I mean, if they were going to say stuff and they were going to pick on me, there was no reason for me to just hide it and stay in the closet anymore. So by this time, you're 14, 15. Right. And I'm really curious how your teachers were in school. Um, teachers, they really 
didn't pay too much attention to it. They, you know, if I was getting picked on or something was happening in the hallway, they might say, don't mess with them or something like that. But it was never like a, you know, sit down, talk to about any kind of bullying or anything like that. And that's one of the main things. If I would have, if there would be more teacher support in the school system, it would be so much easier on kids that are going through what we're going, that what we've had to go through. So was there anybody in your school you felt safe going to? No. No. Okay. What about friends? What were your friends um, like in school? Friends, I, I actually had a pretty decent realm of friends, um, and especially whenever I got into high school, I got into more of like the cheerleading crowd and all the girls, so the guys pretty much had no other choice but to like me. <laughs> that, that, that always is a plus, right? Yes. That is a plus. Now, before we go on um, talking about some other stuff, I know that things have changed tremendously with your mom. Oh, yes, yes. My mom is a active member in PFLAG. Um, and she, like, for uh, parents and friends of gays and lesbians. Um, we, she is actually going to the Pride Festival in Orlando with us um, to walk in the parade. Um, she just her whole aspect on it and everything, especially whenever she had met Lee and um, he had kind of just explained a few different things to her that um, she really opened up about it and it, it really did make it a lot easier for me. I think you know Lee has been a great asset to this community and I know um, Lee is a pastor and he has a church that is open and affirming. It's not all gay, it's not all straight, it's just open and affirming and anybody's welcome to come. But I know that he has the ability to like help parents and, and different folks see that and I hope folks listening across the country um, know that there are churches out there that you can find that support in because I think it's really changed your life. It's, right? def it's definitely changed my life. Um, you know, I was going down the original path that pretty much every younger gay person goes down whenever they um, come out and it's really difficult. The only other way that they can do is to find other things to cure their happiness. Um, so once I got involved in the church and once I got, you know, involved with different organizations in Lakeland, it's just really broadened my horizons, kind of. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that, you know, your outcome was so much better than, than Jamie's was. Yes, and, yeah. I, and I just wish that there was more people out there that could just let these kids know that it's going to be okay. It just It takes time. It just takes time. But it seems like even a, a young man like him on some level knew that it could get better, you know. But when I asked you if you were faking it, that's what I meant because clearly he may have intellectually knew that, but in his heart he didn't believe that. Right. You know, and so how do we make sure we get that message across? So um, our next guest is much newer at this process, <laughs> um, and he has only been out for a really short period of time. So, um, but I hear you guys are dating, and so um, he's going to drag you out with him. Is that the way it works? <laughs> yes, it seems so. It is, and so um, I want you to share your story a little bit, remind everybody who you are, and how old you are, and share your story a little bit. Well, uh, my name's James Tate. Uh, I'm 20 years old. I'm from Winter Haven, uh, Florida. I recently came out um, to my mom and friends, and finally Facebook official. Oh boy, <laughs> that makes it really real. <laughs> that makes it really real, yes. Um, I was actually growing up in a prejudiced family, uh, kind of against blacks and gays and just anything that the white man didn't see, basically. Well, you two are growing up in, in rural central Florida. Yes, yes, that has a big impact. But surprisingly, um, my mom, when I came out to her, she she threw Bible verses at me, and I came back with my own Bible verses. Because... Um, uh, 
when I told her that I was gay, I also told her I was Christian, and it really confused her. Um, but surprisingly, when I came out to my friends, I've yet to have a negative, negative experience with a, one of my associates or friends. They've been really accepting, which is really surprising, considering when I was playing straight, uh, there was a lot of words said that I would always assume that my friends would have never accepted me. Right. So when you were playing straight, um, were you dating girls? Yes. A lot of them probably, right? Yes. Because that's what Polk County boys do. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I remind my son every day that he was not born in Polk County, <laughs> right. that he must keep all of his teeth, and um, that he Which we do all have. Yeah, which, yes, they do. All three guys have all their teeth. And, um, you know, it, but it is a tough area to to be different in any way. In any way, you know, yes. For our friends together kids who are HIV positive, that were born positive, it's it's certainly the same thing, a very tough area. So what I want to know is, when did you first think you were gay? I pretty much knew at a young age. I felt the male attraction. Um, I knew I was attracted to guys just by, I guess, pheromones or hormones. You look at a male different than you do a female, and you notice your friends are looking at females while you're looking at males, yet you cannot say anything. So... I would think I first knew in early middle school. Early middle school. And, you know, obviously you guys aren't seeing uh, seeing pictures of him right now, but he's very much has the jock physique, very much has the masculine, the masculine I am, I am man, hear me roar, <laughs> look. And so that had to play a part in your mindset too, right? Uh, yes, I've always been more... How would you say it? I don't want to say cocky. Um, oh, no, you're cocky for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've always had more... I've only known him for three or four weeks, but I can tell you. I have a very cocky personality then. Um, it, it did play a part because I always feel like even with my straight friends, I've had to be more masculine and more dominant in a sense. So it, it has had a big effect. So I'm going to ask you a really tough question. Okay. Because you both have lived very different lives. What I really want to know is, before you were able to come out, and you were in the group of friends you were in, who you, you felt weren't very accepting, as you look back on it now, do you think that you would have been really nice to someone in his position at 13 or 14? Actually, yes. I wasn't a, I, I was never bully type. I was very accepting. Um, I ain't want to say something negative to someone if I don't know them. I, I, only time I would say someone something negative to someone is if I know them and they're doing something wrong. That's kind of... That's awesome to hear because the reality is with a lot of the young men that I work with, there's that overcompensation, right, mm -hmm. Lee? And Lee can definitely attest to the I protest too much movement. <laughs> yes. I like something JT said, and I can pick on him because he's... He goes to my church, so I can do that. Um, he said that he wasn't a bully. He said that he didn't take part in the bullying that he saw happen. That in and of itself is a form of bullying, right. in so much that he also wouldn't have stood up for Patrick. Right. Um, he might not have said anything or kicked him, but at the same time not saying nothing, that in and of itself is well, bullying you, also. Well, we talked about that the last time I was with you. Absolutely. Silence. And, and silence is that's a hard thing when you're a teenager, right? No matter no matter how old you are, 
but especially when you're young, you want to be accepted. Our brain is wired to want people to Absolutely like Absolutely, positively. That's how, that's how the human is geared. We want to fit somewhere. We're, we're not happy if we're a puzzle piece that doesn't have a puzzle to fit into. And the transformation that's taken place in the lives of just these two, not to mention the others Absolutely. that we know, has been phenomenal. And it's not even about their Christian faith, really. You can pin it to that if you want to. You can go back to that. But they realized and they found a place where they're accepted and they fit. My job of responsibility I have is to help people find a place to fit. Kathy, you've spent how many years? 20, 25 years finding places for people to fit. That's what we do. Absolutely. It is what we do. And what I want to say to you as you're listening to this across the country and across the world, because I know i got a lot of my guys in Afghanistan and Iraq listening now. Wow. Um, no, this is good. It is because good. Because this also is the first week of Don't Ask, Don't Don't Ask Don't Tell, Tell being gone. Woo! And um, it's a scary time for a lot of those guys out there. They want to be able to come out, but at the same time, they're still scared of what may or may not happen to them. And, and the key is to find some place you fit. You do not have to be, and this goes against what some people say, but I'm going to tell you this. You do not have to be out and loud. That's right. You absolutely do not have to be. You have to look at your surroundings and know what's safe for where you are. And I, um, I certainly don't advocate people having to hide in the closet and those kinds of things, but you have to find a place you fit and get the support from there, but you don't always have to wear a flag on your shirt because there are some places where it's just plain not safe in our country today. And sometimes, thankfully in Polk County, um, there was a time when you could say that. And I'm not going to advocate at all that JT or Pat or anybody else, for that matter, in this community start wearing rainbow flags. Um, that's just, quite frankly, stupid. You're asking for attack. Don't ask, don't tell, going out, these guys that are in, your guys that are in Afghanistan. The cool thing about that is the people that they work with every day, they have built a family bond with. Exactly. They got to know the person, and they know the person before they came out. That makes all the difference in the world. All the difference that in the world. That's a big difference with me. It's all the difference in the world. We have a really good friend who did his dissertation, um, Bill Gregory, straight man, professor at Florida Southern for many years, married to Mel, um, but did his uh, whole dissertation, his PhD <coughs> dissertation, on the happiness quotient of gay men coming out. And it, it proved absolutely that if they had a stable environment first absolutely that it made all the difference in the world and and i think that's the key and as we run out of time today what i want to say to first off i'm so thrilled that you guys came in but what i want to say to all the folks out there gay straight bi tri whatever you are we all have things that make us different from other folks and bullying is certainly not um limited to young gay men. No. It's, it's out there. It happens every day in schools because you're fat, because you're a different color, because you're a different religion, because you're... you're a boy or a girl. Exactly. You know, it happens for just so many reasons, and it's time that we as a country take a stand. And, Leon, I want you to say it again about if 
If you don't take the stand, then what are you? If you don't take a stand, you're just as guilty as the one who threw the rock. And you're there was a going back a couple steps and then back into this. There was a lady the other day. It's been several months that approached me, and we were talking about the gay issue and acceptance. And she said, "Well, it's funny. I hear so much talk about gays and gay marriage and all these things now coming up. I have never met and I've never known a gay person." And I looked at her funny and I said, "Really?" And then I begin to tell her people that are out that don't mind being out. She had no idea, and then when it came time to find a place to say something wrong, she had nothing to say. She has taken the same stand. Now when she hears things said, she no longer allows it just to go and not be touched. She comes back and she reiterates, you can't say that. You can't judge. You can't go there. And it makes you a bully if you don't do that. It truly does. We have to take a stand. We have to save our kids. We have to save our old folks, too. Cause Absolutely. Bullying doesn't have an age limit on it, for sure. And so we are going to definitely continue this conversation throughout the month, throughout the year, forever, because this is an ongoing subject, an ongoing topic. Um, we want to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on Facebook at Straight Talk with Kathy. Um, it's a fan page. You can reach us on Twitter at Straight Talk Pod. You can reach us by email at straighttalkwithkathy at gmail.com. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your comments. We want to hear your thoughts. And um, if you have a different opinion than us, we even want to hear that. Absolutely, positively. So, Let us know so we can address it. We talk. Thanks for being here. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, Thank you Kathy. Everybody, until next week, be the boss of your brain.